Welcome to South Philly's only podcast. Folks, you are now on the mark. We are coming to you live from Skyfall Studios, the castle on the hill overlooking historic Marconi Park. It's been a while, folks, and I apologize for that. Had a lot going on. Went through a, a move recently, which is unbelievably, unbelievably annoying. Getting the furniture, moving it all in, organizing everything, reorganizing everything. It's an underrated disaster having to move. Uh, besides that, working nonstop, damn near seven days a week. And I had a uh, little procedure done. Doctor told me I can't be undergoing too much stress anymore. So on this show, I refuse to talk about sports and politics. Uh, We will not be talking about either anymore on the mark. And that's all I have to say about that. I got my producer, Benny the Bear Jew Spielberg with me. He set up Skyfall Mobile here and we're... uh, Ready to bring you guys an entertaining episode. Kind of going to cover a lot of different topics. None of which will be sports or politics. Benny, thanks for getting this thing set up. Uh, It's good seeing you again, man. Yeah, great seeing you too, Marky. Welcome back. Welcome back to Skyfall. Feels good. Yeah, no, of course. It it does feel good. And we're going to uh, cover quite a few things today, Benny. We got a lot going on, and I, I want your take on, on these things as well, because you, you you formulate some opinions that sometimes are eye-opening for me and give me a, uh, you know, a, where I'll view something on a different angle than I normally would have. Yeah, I think of things a little differently as you sometimes, a little more optimistically sometimes, a little more pessimistically sometimes yeah, shit varies I, I i believe my mindset is more in the clouds marky than you at the end of the day benny me and you we ha- we have a nice chemistry when we're in the studio yeah you know we, we have a good chemistry just like me and my uh new hot asian girlfriend let's call my hot asian wife in while she's here since she's here me and her we got great chemistry sure and uh you know chemistry is important for these type of things now let me ask you this, Marky. Do you know which Orient of Asia she hails from? Filipino. Or, okay. Yeah. See, that's tough if you don't know that. Because what kind of Asian restaurant do you take her to? Well, you can take her to any Asian restaurant. Yeah, you could, but you need to really make it the right Asian restaurant, at least early on, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, see, once again, you know, I would have never even thought of that. I don't know. I'm not a... I mean, I'm a sushi guy. I'm, I'm a Chinese food guy. Sure. But uh, it's not a regular thing for me, so it's not like a a daily concern, you know? Okay. Like, if you take her to a Thai restaurant, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she thinks you're... She thinks you think she's Thai. Oh, no, Dina. Jack talk Thai. Jack talk Thai very well. Jack can't talk Thai. Oh, no, Dina. Jack can't talk Thai. Jack talk Thai very well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thai food's delicious. I love by it, the way. man. Yeah. There's a great little spot right down the street. Where? At? Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> I'll show you. It's a little secret spot I got. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, before we got started today, I'm uh, driving over to CVS to pick up some essentials. I see friend of the show, Paulie Van Derzy in there, and uh, he's buying Halloween candy. But the first thing he says to me, he says, what are you doing here? Like, I ran into him in, like, a uh, knife sharpening store, like, uh, a leather repair shop. Like, this exclusive store. Like, everybody goes into CVS once a week, twice a week, every now and then. It's a very, probably the most common place to go. Sure. And he asked me what I'm doing there, like we were on Mars. Yeah, that's a crazy question. Ridiculous. And I called him out on that. And then, so I see he's buying all this Halloween candy. He goes, yeah, it's 50% off. I mean, he had bags loaded up like uh, like he's 9, 10 years old. Maybe it's for next year. Maybe he's saving it for next year. I think he just probably had a big-time sweet tooth. Okay. But anyway, so he leaves. We talk 5, 10 minutes. He leaves. And I say, you know, it's a good idea. 
let me get some candy. You know, keep some at the at my place, keep some here at Skyfall, some uh, at to bring to work occasionally, whatever. Dirt cheap, good stuff, stuff that was very expensive two days ago. Sure. So I load up a couple bags. This girl walks in who I know, who I who I've known. She's a very very attractive girl. Some may say she's a dime, whatever. So she knows who I am. We say hello. She says, Mark, what are you doing with all that candy? Yeah. You know, now I look like now the child. you look like <laughs> the one buying the candy. Because I know what she's thinking. Because I was thinking with Paulie, like, yes. what the hell is he doing? She's yeah. thinking the same thing. What the hell is he doing? Sure. I said, yeah, you know what? It's for a, a charity for the kids. Yeah. going to bring it over there. And, uh, you know, it's like a donation. Works well, right? That flies. It doesn't work horribly. I don't know. It's a little. It's a little. Uh, I mean, it, this was a lot of candy, so I had to come up with something. I would have said I would have brought it to a friend's party or some something along those a lines. A friend's child's party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something about a kid. A friend's seven-year-old party. Some kids I knew or were related to in some area. Charity. Speaking of kids, just hit the news recently. Kevin, the sick queer Spacey, allegedly sexually assaulted a 14-year-old when he was 28, 29 years old. And if that's not weird enough, he apparently, according to the allegations, he allegedly... Asked the kid to lay down, and he would lay on top of him. Odd. Yes. And Kevin Spacey always struck me as an odd fucking guy. Well, that's why none of this surprises me. None of it surprises me. No. I mean, his roles are strange in in movies and TV. Yeah. They're, a lot of times, deceitful roles. He plays a liar and a, a con-type man very often. Sure. Look no further than House of Cards, where he plays the character Frank Underwood, which is an incredibly gay name to me. Yeah, like a gay porn star. Like a gay porn star name. Underwood, yeah. Frank. Well, what do you say I throw in a little sexual harassment charge to boot? <laughs> Against who? Against you. Can you prove that you didn't offer to save my job if I let you blow me? What's uh, that thing from Something About Mary? Franks and Beans, Franks and Beans, Franks and Beans. Is it the Frank or the Beans? Baseball? What baseball? (laughs) What was his name? Which one? Uh, the brother, Cameron Diaz's brother, Warren. Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Warren. Yes. Beat the shit out of Ben Stiller. Yes. Yes. <laughs> loved Brett Favre. Uh, loved them. Uh, yeah. Something about Mary's in my top ten comedies, comedy movies of all time. It's easily. probably in my top ten movies. Yeah, it, it damn well might be. Yeah. And that's one of those movies. If you see it on TV, you never change the channel. Yeah, happened to me the other night. Dude, you know what movie is always on TV and there's just... It's just ridiculous. I don't even know any... Apollo 13. No. Houston, we have a problem. Battleship. I don't even know that movie. It's always on TV. I might think that was like a TV show or something. I don't know. I wouldn't stop on it either way. It was a movie based on the board game. Liam Neeson, I think, was in it. Rihanna's in it. Uh, I don't know anybody who's seen this movie. That movie is on TV every single day. I'm serious. I'd rather watch a tournament, a battleship tournament, than the movie Battleship, probably. It's so weird. I can't imagine it being good. I mean, it's interesting, the concept of making a board game a movie, like Jumanji. 
Jumanji makes sense. This one. Wait, wait, Jumanji was a book, but it was also a board game, right? It was definitely a board game, yeah. I think. I don't oh, they made uh, the game, the Ouija board game. They yeah. made that a horror movie. Yeah. What's all up with that? Make, Making a board game sense. a movie. How weird is that? Well, Kramer got his book about... Uh, coffee tables. Coffee tables yeah. sold as a movie. What? Yeah. Is that real life? Or is that know. a Seinfeld episode That's I missed? Seinfeld. That was a real episode? Well, it's not a episode, but it's part of an episode. Oh, yeah. You, it's when he oh, moves yeah, down to Florida. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the actual storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's when he I moves thought down you were going Florida. real life. No. And Kramer, Kramer's coffee table book about coffee tables also yes. folded up into a miniature into coffee, a coffee table. table. <laughs> yes, yes. Regis Philbin was amazed by it. Yes. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was probably from one of the later seasons of Seinfeld, too, wasn't it? I'm not positive about that. I'm pretty sure it's the episode where Kramer winds up moving, retiring, moving down to the same place that uh, Jerry's, Jerry's parents, parents are at, yeah. and he gets used as a puppet master, or Jerry's dad uses, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. Pup, acts as a puppet master, like a political Kramer. ploy. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah. All but right. Because we won't talk politics, we got to stop talking. Yeah, about we that. can't. We that's you know, and and in. In non-political news, and in non-PC news, I just want to acknowledge that disgusting, subhuman, vermin, terrorist piece of shit that ran people over yesterday in New York City. That is absolutely fucking horrible. People going to and from work, going home, uh, and you get fucking run over by a retard, okay? A guy who was apparently properly vetted. I don't know what the procedure is. We're not getting into politics. I saw a picture of the fucking guy. He was a retard. And he... A loser retard. He ran people over and killed innocent Americans. There's no room for that here. And uh, it truly makes me sick. And that's our non-PC news for the day. On to more positive things, Benny. Thanksgiving and the holiday season on the horizon and I think we need to let our VIP listeners know who I now refer to as the marksman you know how they call a great shooter a marksman our VIP listeners Benny they're now the marksman and marks women sure PC yes and um, marksman marks women got a hell of an offer for you I am offering an elegant holiday package where I will make an appearance at your family's holiday dinner, whether it's at your house, your parents' house, your grandmother's house, and uncle's house. I will make an appearance anywhere in the Philadelphia area for a time allotment that is price negotiable. I will do some stand-up comedy. I'll stir some conversation. I'll drink with everybody. I'll eat with everybody. I'll throw around some insults. Possibly start a fight with a family member. Possibly not. Talk sports. We can talk politics then because I'm off air. I'll show up to your Thanksgiving dinner dressed as Santa Claus. Benny will be dressed as my elf. Price negotiable, guys. Time slot negotiable. Payment methods negotiable. The big baller package is three of the holidays or birthdays, uh, even graduations. I will make an appearance. Please inbox the On The Mark page for details and if you have any other questions. Benny, is that something you think we'll get some buyers on? I mean, a holiday party sponsored by On The Mark sounds like a, you know, priceless opportunity that I, I don't think these marksmen and markswomen can miss. Right, and we'll bring On The Mark cocktail napkins. We'll bring On The Mark homemade wine. We'll bring an On The Mark pumpkin pie made at the On The Mark bakeries on premise. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I mean, we've really, we grew everything. Sure. For it's that all, pie, even the spices. Yes, it's all uh, natural farm to table on the mark. 
Okay. I'm not gonna give you all our secrets, no but I'll GMOs. give you a little I'll give you a little hint. Nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I walk in dressed like Santa Claus, smoking a cigarette, taking a swig out of a uh, little like airplane bottle of vodka. Yeah. Well, you know, the holidays are there to spend with your family and enjoy it. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, having the exact same holiday right. you know, year after year yeah, gets, it gets stale. repetitive. It gets yeah, stale. you need to bring in the wild card, guys. You need a wild, the wild card. card. Yeah, on the mark is the wild card. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Let us sponsor any of your holidays. Absolutely. Benny, get us the break, and when we get back, gang, we're going to talk about uh, dating in 2017 slash 2018. The new dating codes. When we get back. With the John Wayne Podcast, your host, Marky Mark. All right, Marksman, welcome back. I just got to say real quick, ESPN has officially been dethroned via Twitter, via social media, as we predicted, okay, now on this show for for months, if not if not over a year. ESPN has been dethroned, and Barstool Sports is the new worldwide leader in sports. Congratulations to CEO Erica Nardini. Congratulations to El Presidente, David Portnoy. Special movement those Barstool guys got going on, huh, Benny? Yeah, it's fun stuff that they're putting out. And at the end of the day, they're putting out just as much sports content as ESPN is because that's what ESPN went away from exactly so they it became the an door. opinion channel they opened the door mm-hmm. to allow other people who didn't want to talk sports 24 7 into the picture for top sports coverage and guess what when somebody does it better than you they're gonna beat you in yeah there. just like any other industry yeah you know if uh a restaurant's got a better bowl of uh, macaroni than another restaurant which one do you think is going to do better business absolutely same concept not sam ponder's business that's right yeah, and uh, that's all we have to say about that. Frankly, Mr. Port- Portnoy, frankly, Mrs. Uh, Nardini, I'm looking to spearhead Barstool South Philly. Oh, yeah. I will hang a Barstool flag from the castle on the hill, Skyfall Studios. We will make Barstool South Philly a very big thing. I'll tell you what, that Barstool flag will look great next to that lion's mane we got up there. Absolutely. And uh, Smitty from Barstool, he's a local guy. Maybe we'll reach out to him, see what he thinks of uh, us joining the uh, pack, linking up. God loves Smit. What's that called? Uh, An unholy alliance between On the Mark and Barstool. Definitely unholy. Yes. And that would be some exciting shit that honestly would bring an entertainment value unmatched on many different levels and i think our our vip listeners 
know that. And Benny, in your heart of hearts, you know that. It's only a matter of time now, Ben. You know, folks, dating in 2017 can be a very complicated thing. Some have gone as far as to say monogamy is dead. Monogamy was for the cavemen. Monogamy was for the people that were isolated in small villages and towns in small corners of the world. Now we have Bumble and Tinder and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Hinge. People connecting and reconnecting left and right. Very difficult to find and form a real relationship with somebody. Wouldn't you agree, Ben? Yes and no. I think at times it could make it harder. I think at times it almost makes it simpler to be able to figure out if you really like somebody or not. Yeah, okay. I, I would agree with that. Um, now, I think it's important to remember two benchmarks moving forward to finish off 2017 and into 2018. And these are two very important benchmarks that I want you to absorb and think about and stew on. Number one, don't date a charity case. You do not want that sitting on your conscience. You don't want to date a girl that you traditionally have done better than, who you're not that attracted to, who just doesn't bring much to the table. Number two, with number one being established, number two, don't shoot for the stars either. Don't go for the top, top tier talent. Because that's nothing but a waste of time, often, and an unnecessary headache. With that being said, Benny, I'll throw a question your way. What's the bigger headache? Being with the charity case who isn't really that exciting or the pursuit of, you know, that top flight chick who really you'll never fully sink your uh, teeth into, for lack of a better term. Are you asking which is better or worse? Isn't it the same thing? No. One's better and one's worse. Well, if one's better, then the other's worse. There's only two things here. Well, I, I agree with that. But, you know, I would have to say, uh, in the short term, going after the hot girl is worse. But in the long term, dating the charity case is worse. Is worse. Because There's a sense of regret. It's not even necessarily a sense of regret, more it's you now need to absolutely get out. And now there's so much track laid down, mm. it's hard to pick up those tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it becomes worse the longer you let it go, and when the you, worse it gets. And when you break it off with a charity case, they get very bitter. Yeah. And they don't let go. Sure. They don't let go. Uh, and when I say don't let go, I don't necessarily mean of you. They don't let go of the grudge. Okay. They'll talk shit to their friends, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Now, a little hyphen under that second one about not shooting for the stars. You know, also, don't date escorts. That should go without saying. Yeah, it's just a little check underneath, like yeah. a bullet point. Waste of money waste of time i was gonna say if you start dating an escort you're gonna eventually start paying and wind up not having sex on all of those times well whatever regardless i mean if you're paying you're getting you're getting that i'm uh, just saying you'll pay for a date and then like you know things uh, both people will just well, you know what i mean no a, a lot of these girls today benny are low-key escorts well sure you know and, and you got to be careful you go to Ashton Cigar Bar in Center City, half the girls are escorts. 
You go to the bar at Del Frisco's or Ocean Prime in Center City, half the girls are escorts. Atlantic City, the Brigada at the B-Bar, it's the same thing. I don't think that's ever been different. Your eyes are just open now, son. Look, maybe. You know, I had to kick a girl out of the uh, castle on the hill not too uh, long ago. And I said, look, I said, go back to your parents' house, crawl back into your cage. I said, you got to get out of here. Go back into your bedroom you've been sleeping in for the past 30 years and get the fuck away from me. Okay. That's a little harsh. A little harsh. But, you know, sometimes you don't care because you're at the end of your rope. Well, it it didn't go um, unwarranted. Sure. I didn't just say this to this really nice girl that was sitting on my couch eating popcorn watching TV with me. Yeah, you did, Mark. (laughs) No, I didn't. There There was a fight involved. A, a, a disagreement, what have you? Yeah. You know, a uh, lies can lead to arguments. Yeah, sure. Obviously. Absolutely. You know, and sometimes you need to take a break too. As I get older, I realize that that that's a real thing. Yeah. You know, when I get a weekend off, which is rare, I don't leave the house, Ben. I'm with you. If I do leave the house, it's maybe like to walk to the store to get like a, a, a diet peach Snapple. Yeah. I, I'm ordering food. I'm watching sports, watching movies, uh, writing for this show, reading, whatever. Been painting, been drawing, been doing shit that people, people wouldn't expect me to do. Yeah. But there's more to it. You know what I mean? There's more to life than just sitting in front of a, a TV all the time. Sure. I, I understand that. You know. You got to you gotta keep yourself active. You, keep you yourself do. At, entertained. You, mental. Mentally active. Yeah. Brain exercises. Sure. You know, physically as well at the gym. We all know that's important. Oh, we're going off on a little tangent here. Yeah, we're getting a little bit away from uh, the girls and the dating. Don't date a charity case, number one. Sure. Number two, don't shoot for the stars. Okay. Fall somewhere. Yeah, in that happy median. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to add another rule, Mark. Don't date a girl who's afraid to see their ex out in public. Mm. Red flag. It's a huge red flag. Yeah, yeah. Because what craziness has this girl done? Folks, this theater, you can't, you can't, Hollywood couldn't write a script this good. Seriously, though, what what crazy shit has this girl done We're that sad, she yeah. cannot see this guy <laughs> out in public yeah. ever again without being yeah. cr- because in all honesty yeah like okay maybe he did something and that's why she doesn't want to see him but more realistically at least four out of five times i'm sure she's done something absolutely insane and that's why because she doesn't want him to bring it to light in front of you or anybody else that doesn't know about it She's afraid to lay eyes on another human being who she was very, very close with. Yes. For an alleged long time. Sure. You would assume. Yeah. Long enough. Long enough time. Yeah. And she's so afraid that if they lay eyes on each other, all hell can break loose. All hell. Scorched earth. Sure. Or... She's still really into him. Oh, and yeah, that's yeah. probably even worse than her being just an absolute <laughs> bad shit nutcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scary shit. Yeah. Because when these girls do go um, berserk, yeah. it's usually pretty ugly. Oh yeah. They uh when they go when they go when they go ape shit, it, it can get ugly. It's because the ones that actually go ape shit are the ones that are gonna allow it to get ugly. The ones that wouldn't allow it to get ugly are calm enough not to wind up going batshit crazy. Yes. It's a little correlation between the two. Monogamy isn't realistic. Monogamy isn't realistic. Again. Monogamy isn't realistic. Again. Now I have a second point for you. To go back to one of the first words you said in this little segment. Tinder. And all mm-hmm. those, Bumble, all of them. But 
specifically Tinder. There's an inherent problem with that app. As I look at Tinder, man, I see a lot of mutants. Well, sure. A lot of mutants. Sure, you see some people, you're like, God damn, no wonder you're on here looking for somebody real. Not good. But there's a huge inherent problem. Nobody wants to be with somebody who wants them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so like eventually, So right off the bat. Right off the bat, there's <laughs> a problem because if whoever swipes secondary, right. Yeah, The yeah, first yeah, one's yeah. fine. Yeah, I swiped right on her. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second I swipe right and something pops up as a match. You're fucked. Now it's a problem because it's like. She already has the upper hand. She already has the upper hand. It, it all sucks. We both know we like each other, but like. We don't actually well, you know, know each you other. Like each, you're, you're, well, sure, we're attractive. Visually, visually, we like each other. Yeah, yeah right, right. Nothing more. Right. So, like, it, there's an inherent problem with the whole thing. It instantly puts a bad taste in both sides' mouths. Ideally, you want to be with somebody who hates you, Mark. Fair. <laughs> and you hate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all come down to in 2017 and 18. Yeah. Hate is the new love. It makes perfect sense. I mean, now she thinks I'm one of these guys that loves her. Nobody wants to be with somebody that loves them. No, people hate that. You want to be with somebody who doesn't like you. Ideally. And to go a little farther on the Tinder, the worst thing of the whole app is the super like button. Mm-hmm dangerous and, how creepy is and the you have super to buy like? more of them right well yeah i think they give you them. one a day or some shit like that <sighs> right i would right, never right. buy them it, it, why would you buy them well, it's that, like the you worst gotta thing access in the world their big baller package i sure. believe yeah yeah to yeah. buy the super likes that is what it is uh but yeah the super likes it's the creepiest thing in the world like i said nobody wants to be with somebody who likes them let alone somebody that super likes them right before we ever talked just because uh, you look at me and you super like me that's creepy if a girl super likes you it's an instant no yeah man they want the uh they want the guy that's going to you know pretty much treat them like shit yeah he's going to shun them yeah publicly shun them shun them shun them in front of their friends it should actually work in front reverse. Of their family it should actually work reverse yeah. the ones that you swipe, swipe no on yeah the ones you swipe no on should match yes they should have con you should be able yes. to have some sort of messaging yes. contact yeah yeah that's how the real world works yeah not the iphone world no if both people say no, then no, no match. But if one person says no, then the other <laughs> and person says, says yes, yes you it's a match. match. You match. We're on to something here. That's huge. We're on to something That's here. That's huge. Yes. Because while people would say they hate that, why would you hate that? Because now you get a chance to sway somebody that you liked. Right. That didn't give you a chance. Right. So they're going to give you the attention you want. Yes. Because they know they're not. Yes initially worthy initially worthy exactly we're on to something here that's huge man i think we're gonna form the new social network yes um i'm mark zuckerberg yeah go for it (laughs) i mean the name and mark zuckerberg has a had a hot asian girlfriend yeah or no was that justin timberlake in the social network well zuckerberg's married to an asian right Zuckerberg's married to an Asian who's not nearly as hot as, as the Asian one in, in the movie. movie. Oh, she was smoking in the movie. Yeah, in the movie. Wow. Yeah, she was, she actual was wife. legendary. Yeah, she kind of looks like a big geek bitch. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not actually big, just emphasizing a big geek. Yeah, she, uh, you know, she just doesn't look like the actress that portrayed uh, her yeah, in the that movie. that chick was so hot. Yeah. Whatever happened to Lucy Liu? Hmm. She uh, was in uh, uh, Charlie's Angels, right? Yeah. Ah, big fan she of her. Probably, yeah, she probably made. She so was in much Kill Bill. Yeah, she probably made so much money off all those. Was she that... in a Rush Hour? Probably. Probably, I don't know. You know, I watched Rush Hour. That movie's unbelievably racist. Yeah. <laughs> Not bet- anything to do with white people. No, no, no. Between uh, Asian Americans and black people. I know. I know. It is so racist. But they can get away with it because they're saying it to each other yeah 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 i bet you some asians came away offended from the rush hour movies i'm sure definitely no black guy did no no of course not. chris ducker can't do no wrong i'm detective carter do you speak any english 
Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Where's Chris Tucker been? Silver uh, Linings Playbook. He was eating. a washed-up ex-con, I think. He's been eating. Yeah, he's real fat now. <laughs> I used to like Chris Tucker. Um, he was in a great opening scene in a Quentin Tarantino movie called Jackie Brown. Yeah, sure. Samuel L. Jackson had him in the trunk and uh, basically blew him away. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, you haven't seen Jackie Brown, guys. That's a good one to go see. Good movie. I started Game of Thrones, Benny. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan. About halfway through the uh, first season, and, oh, okay. and let me tell you something, guys. All right, number one, the blonde, incredibly hot. Huge fan. Which one? I don't know. The one who's been getting railed every episode by the Warlord. Oh, Daenerys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's been getting plowed every yeah, episode. Daenerys. Incredibly hot. Uh, there's some other random hot chicks throughout the show. Yeah, you'll get that. Uh, just right? wait. And I enjoy that. Yeah, I just wait. I enjoy that. I have no clue what they are talking about in this show. I'm just not picking up on the insane words, the sentence structure. I don't know what the fuck is going on. It happens early. Yeah, oh that's my understandable God. early. You gotta give it some time. I, I know it's I mean these are hours of my life now. I understand. These hours for talking. You know, I can get a lot really, done. And it all starts coming together. It, you're so early on into it that things a lot of things that they're talking about almost don't even matter. Which sounds stupid, but they do matter in the end of it. Yeah. So like it's going to captivate you. It's going to get you. I will say this. I like how they captured the setting of the show wherever they are. I don't know if it's supposed to be like a Lord of the Rings Middle Earth thing. Uh, I All I've seen that's outlandish so far is like some dinosaur eggs, some dragon eggs. Dragon. I'm sh I'm Because uh, I've seen social media for years now. I'm, I'm assuming there's monsters coming into play and dragons at some point. Haven't really seen any of that yet. I don't know. That could potentially lose me. I was always not on board with giving it a try because I'm not into the medieval and I'm not into the fantasy. I'm mildly into medieval. I'm really not. Yeah, and I understand that. I'm mildly into it. I got an uncle that's hard into it. What's that thing they have not too far? Um, uh, medieval times. Alan P.A. Uh, oh, the yeah, Renaissance Fair. Renaissance Fair, Medieval like Times. Like I said, I have an uncle that's huge into the Renaissance and Fair And I've shit. been like offered and invited to go to that yeah. from years ago yeah. to this day. Never had any interest in going. No, none. None. And I, so I'm not a medieval guy, really. I do like that Heath Ledger movie, though, where the, uh, the jousting movie, <laughs> The Knight's Tale. I like that movie. That That's medieval. Sure. But other than that, I'm more into, like, pirates. Vikings, I'm iffy on. Okay. I like Indians. I like more military history from other parts of the world. Like Roman military history, um, I'm not into the medieval shit. You're gonna get it's gonna captivate you because stuff starts happening, and you naturally it doesn't even matter if you don't know what they're talking about. Hey, no, it sounds dumb, but like, just this stuff starts coming together. A guy I work with told happening. me, put on the closed captioning. He said. Yeah, that could help, I guess, if you truly can't understand them. But I, sometimes I don't know if they're saying a word or a name. It happens. I keep hearing winter's coming, and I have no clue what they're talking about. It means all, winter is coming. All, all what the fuck? Winter's coming here too. Well, yeah, all but I it, it's sense, a land where it their seasons don't last for three months. All I'm sensing right now, okay, is animosity amongst these two groups of people but they work alongside each other yeah. is that fair am i understanding that correctly you are if i'm not i'll never watch no, another you episode. absolutely are you absolutely are the problem is right now you're looking at a picture really zoomed in at the moment like imagine the whole show 
okay, on a piece of paper. And it's totalitarian. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Matthew Dillon showing Cameron Diaz the, yes. the, the, the architecture. Yes, yes. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> I wish I could see what you're doing. I with know, your the hands, hands right? columns, mimicking the, the columns. When you're looking at architecture, try to visualize the buildings as a whole, you know? Uh, try to see them in their natural state, in their totalitarianism, so to speak. Uh, Matt Dillon is so good, man. That's so good. Anyway, so <laughs> if you're looking, right now you're looking like very close up at a corner, of, yeah. a small corner. And as you start watching, the whole picture starts developing and things connect back into each other yeah. and characters, some some die, some live. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be an addicting adventure all right ben pause that thought i want to introduce a new segment to our marksman what we did gang is we opened up the skyfall hotline to a select number of vip marksmen what takes place here is they give me a call regarding a topic of their choosing that they want to run by me and want my analysis on and uh, we play it on the show, and I give a little feedback. If you're not one of the select VIP listeners, just call my uh, regular phone at any time. Leave the voicemail, and if we approve it, we'll play it on the show, and we'll talk about it. So, Benny, what are, what are the topics of uh, the voicemails we've received so far? Well, Mark, today we have three very intriguing ones. We have conspiracy theory grizzly bears and a protein shake which would you like conspiracy all right here we go hello no one is available to take your call please leave a message after the tone hey guys long time caller love on the mark hope this gets uh, answered little conspiracy theory here um we had 2001 team called the Patriots win the Super Bowl after 9-11. The whole tuck rule thing really bothered me and a lot of other people, just sort of bizarre. Then you had Hurricane Katrina, team called, uh, well, actually the Saints. They end up winning the Super Bowl that year. A little weird, but, you know, hey, I get it. And then uh, now a lot of buzz about Houston between the Texans and the Astros. Uh, obviously, that devastating hurricane there. So, wondering uh, what you guys thought. I mean, is there a little bit of uh, players rallying behind the cause, or do you think it's a little bit more of a sinister thing going on? You know, I've seen things, articles online that sort of designate the NFL as entertainment. You see that word thrown in there. Um, you know, I'm not saying this is WWE entertainment, but little bit weird um just wanted you you know just comment on that if possible and uh looking forward to hearing thanks guys solid question and i will say this i will say this real quick before i answer the question or give my take on the situation let's try to keep sports out of these questions gang let's try to keep sports out of these questions but I like that this this kind of like in the business world, the conspiracy world, the betting world. Uh, so to answer or give my view, my take on this, Ben, there's something going on. Whether it's point shaving, whether it's the refs giving these teams some built-in momentum through extending or ending drives or overturning calls... Uh, yeah, I think these refs get some type of feedback from the league office and they give games pushes in certain directions. Do their pushes always work? No. I don't believe they always work. And I believe if a team is good enough, they can overcome the bullshit calls throughout a football game. Uh, some of the best teams in the league are the most penalized teams in the league, which is interesting. Yeah, I... There's something going on there. I, I can't obviously give a systematic breakdown, but my vibes tell me the refs are in on it uh, one way or another in terms of giving games certain um, pushes, keeping games interesting, keeping teams in the mix longer than maybe they should be. 
I don't believe the NFL or any other league as a whole really has a scheme cooked up on who wins, who loses. I could absolutely believe ref and crews or individual refs have interesting games. Rogue I mean, that, refs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been proven. Now, how much is known or not, I would like to think, you know, if that's going on, not much of it is known. And to play devil's advocate here, the Saints after Katrina, uh, the Patriots after 9-11. So the Patriots don't play in New York City, and nothing regarding 9-11 happened in Boston. So that's number one. My other devil's advocate point is, let's look at all the champions in cities where nothing tragic happened. Sure. So that would... Uh, the scales would be drastically tipped uh, in that direction. I ha- I have another correlation, not uh, you know a tragedy and a championship lining up. Uh, how about the correlation of a franchise getting a franchise changing quarterback and then finally winning? Yeah, because yeah. that to me is really if you look at all of those, Drew Brees was relatively new in New Orleans. Tom Brady obviously was new to New England. Right. Yeah, I no, mean, of, you, of course. You start going around, you, they, everything correlates to the quarterback. I do think there is something to be said, though, for you know what a sports team can do for the business of a city that's been hit by a tragedy. So I, I totally see the angle, and all I can really say about it is it wouldn't shock me either way. It really wouldn't shock me either way. You know, if the Patriots season or the Saints season was fixed, that doesn't mean every season was fixed or was swayed. Yeah, maybe those specific seasons, hell, maybe they were fixed. You know, the NFL thinks they're the moral compass of America, so maybe they did think, oh, you know, if a team named the Patriots wins the Super Bowl, America's going to feel strong again. Uh, So maybe, I don't friggin' know. It's possible. A pro sports team couldn't throw the World Series in, like, 1903 without everybody in the world finding it. The Black Sox game. How the hell are you going to do it in 2017? Yeah. With the amount of technology, they they have the PSI of Tom Brady's balls midway through the Colts game. Yeah, good point. And, And, um, like, they're going to catch everything. To our VIP listener, to our, our marksman who called up and posed that question, I like the use of the word sinister, man. That was a good one. That's a strong word. I got to I gotta get that into my daily vocabulary. It was a strong call. You know, after dinner, take a sinister shit. <laughs> take a sinister coffee shit. Oh, uh, those sinister coffee shits will get you there. <laughs> Smoke a cigarette. Take yeah. a shit. That's what they call the shotgun. The morning shotgun. <laughs> That's awesome. Funny story. I was going to uh, get tattooed on Halloween. Had a change in schedule and couldn't make it in. I was going to get Michael Jackson as the werewolf from the Thriller video on my ankle. You know, when he was the werewolf in the Thriller video with the varsity jacket with the um, M on it. I was going to get that on my ankle. Never went. Didn't get it. I was looking on Instagram today. Heidi Klum posted her Halloween outfit. Guess what she was for Halloween? Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. She was the uh, friggin' werewolf from this uh, thriller video. And it was, like, ridiculous. Like, it was a better-looking werewolf costume than the actual werewolf in the actual video. A lot of time has passed. Yeah, that video I think came out in '83. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a few decades. Sure has. Ahead of the curve, Marky. Ahead of the curve. In fact, Heidi Klum went as far as to like do a thriller music video reenactment in the street with a bunch of people dressed up as zombies around her. These celebrities are so successful that a Halloween costume just for themselves isn't good enough. They need an entourage of 20 people around them in costumes to appease their own costume. It's mind-boggling. 
when you have too much money, you got to figure out ways to entertain yourself. So, like, if I'm ever a, a, a millionaire, I'm going to have to dress up all my friends for Halloween, but to make sure that their costume only complements mine. Absolutely. Yeah, it, does, it can't over, you know, take my costume. You're essentially one of those spoiled children on my Sweet 16. Uh, yes. Whatever. It would be that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what our celebrities are. Benny, why don't you get us the break, and when we get back, folks, more On The Mark, live from Marconi Park, and we're drinking Maker's Mark. Welcome to Nirvana. You are now on the mark with your host, the Kurt Cobain of podcasts, your host, Marky Mark. Benny, can you put a Three Musketeers bar in the refrigerator? I know people put M&M's, Hershey's, Snickers in there. Can you put a Three Musketeers one in there? I'm not sure. I put a Snickers in and it kind of fucked it up a while back. It could get like a burn, a cold burn. Yeah, it just wasn't good. It was yeah, very yeah, it can't be to in eat. there too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it, because that's why they make the frozen Snickers bar. I think they make a frozen Three Musketeers. Yeah, you're right. They do. You should probably just go with that. Yeah, I, mean, I put a, I put a three. I'm not a Three Musketeers fan at all. Put it in my refrigerator, and uh, I'm gonna give it a shot that way. I'm an Almond Joy guy. Nobody expects to hear that. I love Almond Joy. I like almonds. I don't know if I've ever had an Almond Joy. Some people say it's an older person candy bar. Yeah. You know, yeah. Old people do go to the Almond Joy, I suppose. Yeah, whatever. So, what I wanted to talk to you about, kind of getting back to the dating world women these days what do you make of these uh you know crossfit girls and meal prep girls and heavy workout girls i i, I like them but at a certain point it gets scary when now, they when they show off their calloused hands i mean that's disgusting you know you got to worry but, about how they would play with your wang when you see no, a that hand is like true that, that is know? true they all have calloused hands it's weird I, some it's of the back cool. some of the backs on these girls yeah yeah it's scary I know. when they start having the muscle above the titty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a scary one. Yeah, that is. Now, do you ever wonder about their insane protein shits and how disgusting that must be? Every once in a while, cross my mind. And it kind of, if they were kind of hot, does it like immediately make you, you know, fall back a little bit and think they're not quite that hot because they blow up their bathroom? Yeah, they definitely, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> go down one or two notches, I would say. Yeah, I mean, they're clogging up toilets and, you They're know. taking man shits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dinosaur shits. Yeah, seriously. You know, they're clogging up the uh, Philadelphia sewer system for sure. Yeah, they're putting a lot of calories into their body to replace the fuel that they're burning at crossfit <laughs> right you know and, and that's where i don't get a lot of uh, people not just uh girls a lot of people define fun as going out to eat with their friends and honestly that's not my definition of fun i kind of find it useless because i'm not guaranteed to like the food the food's all overpriced I'm just sitting there doing nothing, being a slob. It doesn't accomplish anything. I think going out to eat is overrated. While I like staying at home for a few different reasons, you know, I like going out and having a drink with some friends. I mean, I, that's a good time to me, just, to, just like staying in is. But you don't do it on a weekly basis. Well, sure. There's some people that go out to eat like two, three nights a week, like to a nice you know, type of dinner, and uh, they may have drinks, they may not, um, but they're going out to eat for, like, a nice dinner because that's their hobby. Yeah, it's not a hobby of mine. It accomplishes nothing. Eating is a hobby of mine, but that doesn't necessarily mean I need to go to expensive restaurants. Right, and they're not always, like, insanely expensive. Not, sure. You know, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's kind of annoying seeing constant pictures of food on somebody's social media like do you do anything else besides eat some people i only follow because of the type of food that they constantly eat really and yeah well, i know that, at least there's a one market person, for it at least one person i follow i went to school with but the only reason i follow him is because the food is because he eats an insane like he eats insane food every single meal it seems like yeah yeah, well, you it's know, it's in good shape too. You'd and, never know it. And there's, look, I've done it. I've posted certain meals, what have you. I, I just find it. I do. I, I find it strange. People constantly posting food. Um, it better be good food. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, some people it post. It better be something that I would McDonald's. want to eat. Some people post McDonald's. Some people post Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm past that or something. I, I have no clue. I mean, I never posted anything like that. Um, it, it just, it's beginning to strike me as strange. I find it weird. I find it like you're a fat, uh, gluttonous slob. I'll tell you one of the reasons why I would take pictures of my food is because then I can have my phone out and other people aren't paranoid that I'm taking a Snapchat about them and thus. Now I can create a comedic Snapchat around somebody like my grandma, who is now oblivious because I, she saw okay. me take one yeah, picture that, of my that's, food. Yeah, that's good. That that's enter, that has some entertainment value to that's it. That's when I'll take pictures of food, when I use it to my advantage. Now, speaking of social media, since we were talking about food on social media, new thing I'm going to do, th uh, recommended Instagram follows. New segment to the show. New advice segment. Yeah, good. I think everybody should be following Forbes. They post some shit that helps you out mentally, but they also will post things related to like current events, pop culture, finances, business. They do a nice job on Instagram and Twitter. Emily Ratajkowski, hottest girl on the planet. I think a lot of people do follow her insanely hot big fan number three Mark Wahlberg just a cool motherfucker does some cool shit has a cool life maybe in my next life I could be like a, a Wahlberg type motivate you to go to the gym too and yes he does and he's not a Hollywood weirdo so he's just kind of like a regular dude who's just rich as fuck and lives a great life and respects his fans and people around him. Mark Wahlberg isn't in the uh, Kevin Spacey mold, man. Two totally different ends of the spectrum, man. Exactly. Something I think Mark Wahlberg may sign sign off on. I'm going to start this initiative in South Philadelphia. 
the on the mark give a hobo a penny initiative if we all give a penny to the hobos on front street delaware avenue broad in oregon they will live a decent daily life i mean if a hundred people give them a penny that's a dollar a dollar is a cup of coffee a hamburger 200 people that's you know fries and a burger uh coffee and a burger soda and a burger 300 people 400 people you're just giving them a penny you don't want the penny i don't keep pennies in my home i don't keep pennies in my car i don't keep pennies anywhere i throw them at people i leave them at work i throw them on the floor i'll throw them in a trash can let's start giving what we would throw in our trash to these hobos Let's start giving these pennies to our hobos. Help out a hobo, guys. I mean, I saw a case of Poland Spring on sale for $3.99. If uh, 400 people give a hobo a penny, they can buy a 24-pack of Poland Spring. With tax, it would probably be like 427 people, people. marking. And in those mornings when they're out there lobbying for donations, easily that many people are passing them. Easily. They're hanging out on major streets, major intersections, major highways. With this new policy, all it takes is a smart hobo. You stand in the right spot, you get thousands of dollars a day. And guys, if anybody isn't a part of the regular 9 to 5 commute world, or their commute doesn't entail them passing hobos like mine does, Venmo me your money. I will have it changed into pennies. And over the course of time, distribute these pennies to hobos in South Philadelphia. And don't forget, guys, hobos are not 9 to 5. Right. That's a 24-hour night shift, you name it, job. Graveyard shift. Gotta watch your back when it gets dark. They stay up at dark. They do. They're like zombies. Yeah. I think we'll make them happier people if everybody they see, everybody that has the opportunity, hands them a penny. And guys, if you want to give them more than a penny, you got like a dollar or two. Don't go as high as a dollar. Don't spoil them. Go down to the bank and get it changed out to pennies and then go to your nearest hobo and give them the pennies. Yes. Okay. All right. That's better. Um, We can't spoil them with dollar bills. It's like a dog. When you spoil it, give the dog too much food from the table. They keep jumping up on the table, pawing at your leg, pawing at the table. Next thing you know, they knock over food. They knock over a drink. They ruin your dinner. When the hobos ask you for too much, they start ruining your day. They inconvenience you. They make you feel guilty. We all give them a penny and nothing more. And they will live a fine life. They get clothes for free. They find clothes. They shit in the woods. They shit under the highways. You know? They pass out when they're drunk and high. They could sleep anywhere. You know, when you stay up for 72 hours straight, you're going to pass out anywhere. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. These hobos need food. Yeah. A penny a day will offer them that. This is the On The Mark Give a Hobo a Penny Initiative service announcement. If you would like to take uh, a bigger role in this initiative, please contact me at any time. Marksman, it was a it was a pleasure having you fine folks back listening in to On the Mark. Stay tuned for the next episode where I preview my seminar I will be teaching at Arizona State University. All skanks go to Pound Town 101 things go well i might be showing her my o face oh 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 you know what i'm talking about oh (laughs) yeah and that will be held at arizona state university asu asu benny keeps saying asu and it eventually sounds like ass you ass university with a southern twang yeah ass you southern twang Definitely a southern ASU, twang, maybe like ASU, a, uh, ASU, 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 right? You yeah, hear that? like from Mississippi. Yeah, kind of yeah. like maybe a, even a southwestern thing. I don't know. 
I gotta Ooh, add one. I gotta. I, I can't believe I forgot. I gotta add this. The must follow on Instagram right now. It's not even fucking close. Barstool smoke shows. You have got to follow them. Yeah, already do. Some of them will be uh, giving guest lectures at my uh, Pound Town seminar. Hey, you got a good uh, got a good lineup then. Yeah, wanna have Kevin Spacey come in? Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> He's in demand right now. I gotta tell you. No, that's the wrong answer. The right answer is because you're all morons. Folks, wherever you are and whatever the hell you're doing, thank you for tuning in to the fastest growing podcast in Philadelphia on the mark. This is On The Mark service announcement. Please do not miss next week's highly anticipated episode.